0: Alex Hurt here with Rainforest Marketing Radio and I'm here to tell you today that your funnel is not your problem okay whatever's going on on your webpage is probably not your biggest issue when it comes to sales and when it comes to making money online now I want to take you back to when I've been in online business for about six months Um, you know I I wanted to make sales I wanted to make some money online I just read uh, the 4-hour workweek by Tim Ferriss and I was just inspired to start my own online business, um, and sell products online and make money, create that, uh, financial freedom and that time freedom that he talks about. It's so characteristic, characteristic of, uh, the new rich, right? Um, I, the four hour work week is a, is a huge entrepreneurial book. A lot of people kind of got the kick from that book and I was definitely one of those people. Um, and so I'd started my online business. I tried, uh, starting a supplement brand in the very beginning um which just completely flopped i mean i sent probably three hundred dollars worth of traffic to that site spent you know thirteen hundred dollars or so sixteen hundred dollars creating logos creating product mock-ups like building the website uh months of work thousands of dollars worth of uh, uh investment into that and literally zero revenue came out of it um and so i decided to move on to um selling info products online because the overhead was much smaller. Right. So I, I tried doing that, but I was still really struggling. I was really struggling with making sales on the info products I was selling, too. And, I, you know, making the switch from basically what was e-commerce to uh, selling digital products, I thought, you know, it maybe be a little bit easier. I don't know. Since I changed the method, I figured the uh, process would be easier. But that just wasn't the case. Um, I was I was trying to sell an ebook that I wrote. I spent like a month writing this ebook, um, and I sent about four hundred dollars worth of traffic to this page with uh, just a short sales letter, no video or anything like that, um, trying to get basically cold traffic to uh, buy this ebook. There was I was selling the ebook for about twenty bucks. Um, I the price fluctuated a little bit as I was selling it, but. Um, I think the average was around $20. And, you know, I was getting a few sales. Um, and you know, even on cold traffic, I just send people there a, a couple hundred dollars at a time. And um, I, I was getting some sales. And, and, you know, that made me feel good and bad at the same time. Like I felt good because at least somebody wanted my product, right? Like I was seeing uh, money hit my, I think it was, uh, I think I was using Stripe at the time as my payment processor. But I was seeing money hit that account, which felt really good. Like, you know, somebody's actually seeing the value in what I created and they they, uh, wanted enough to pull out their wallet and buy it, which I thought was really cool. Um, But, you know, I wasn't converting nearly, nearly high enough to actually be profitable. You know, I was sending $400 worth of traffic and maybe getting one or two sales, you know, so that's obviously not a very good model. And, um, you know, I was tweaking my sales page, changing some of the copy. And, and really, at the time, I wasn't super aware of what copy even was. I don't even know if I'd heard the term at that point of uh, what copy actually was or what the purpose uh, was. And um, so I would just look at pages that were similar, like all in the in the same niche. I would look at the pages and kind of how the really just like how the words and sentences were arranged on the page. Like, okay, they're using bold print here. I guess I'll use bold print as well. You know, they change text sizes a few times as we go. So I'll change text sizes and they're using italics. So I'll use italics, but I wasn't really focused on, um, you know, the structure of the ideas or, uh, you know, what the words actually were. Um, I was basically just changing graphics, changing like where the, bold prints were, and, and really at the end of the day, my sales copy was very, very similar to the um, pages that I was emulating, but they were selling different things. So it, it just didn't work at all. And, and at one point I was tweaking the sales page, changing the graphics. And uh, you know, I, I changed a few of the images um, all at once and, and a lot of the copy I took out and literally I went from getting a handful of sales, maybe a couple sales. Per round of traffic to nothing, and that went on for a little while. And um, you know, I, I sent another couple hundred dollars worth of traffic, and I didn't make a single sale. And um, I'm sitting here like, okay, I'm obviously going in the wrong direction. You know, maybe I should just go back to my nine to five. Like this, this isn't really working out. I quit my job by this point, and and really was like throwing everything that I had into this business, all my money. All my time, all my effort and energy. Um, and it wasn't working. So I was like, maybe, maybe I should go back. And, uh, you know, that, that, was a, that was a real low point for me at the time. And um, I realized that I needed more information. So I went and bought another course, um, which is something that, uh, you know, I kind of got on a kick on just buying more and more courses. But I learned something in this particular course, uh, which was ClickBank University. Um that, that I've kind of taken with me that's proved to be really, really valuable um, over the past, you know, four to six months since that point. And that's the power of email lists and really like what the point of an email list is in the first place. Um, you know, when you get uh, someone's email address, that's basically their direct contact information. You can uh, market to, to them directly. That's what direct response marketing is, right? Um, and I could basically get in touch with them whenever I wanted. Uh, and, and before then I was really relying on just a hundred percent paid traffic, completely cold traffic that was converting very inconsistently. Um, and you know, when, when I think about why that is, if you just click on a random ad, you land on a random page and see a random dude's face, you know, it's kind of like being approached on the street by just. Joe Schmo, you know, and him trying to sell you whatever he's selling, right? You don't know him. You don't trust him. um, You don't know if he's trying to scam you, right? So when I'm sending just completely cold traffic to my page, it's like approaching a stranger on the street and asking them to buy something. Um, And I've heard it said that, and this is the case not just in uh, online marketing, but in pretty much any business, any sales oriented business that someone is going to have to be exposed to something um, upwards of like seven or more times before they they're actually willing to take action, before they trust the source that they're getting this information from. And, um, you know, actually, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking of an example, uh, an example of that that uh, happened to me and my family just recently. Um, My in-laws were living with my in-laws right now, and uh, there's this commercial that comes on the tv um they, they watch a lot of tv and, and sometimes when we eat dinner we sit down with them there's this commercial for uh, i think it's called like flippity fish or something like that it's a cat toy it's like a, a rubber fish that has a motor in it that flips it around and, and the, it engages the cat i guess and, and they uh they play with it and that that ad that commercial started running about a month ago or something like that that was the first time i saw it and the first time it came on, I remember thinking, like, oh, you know, that we're, we're cat people. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my wife would probably like that. And, um, you know, my in-laws would probably like that because everyone's into cats. But no one said anything when the commercial came on. And it came on a few more times over the past or over the next, like, you know, few weeks. And um, just last night, that commercial came on. And my mother-in-law was like, oh, we need to get that. She actually said, we need to get that for our cats. And I imagine they've been exposed to that ad probably 10 or more times since then. And so it took that long just for those words to come out of uh, my mother-in-law's mouth. like, We need to get that toy for our cat. So, you know, and it's the same way in uh, internet marketing. You, you, If you expose somebody to your brand or your product offering or whatever it is to you as like a business they're not gonna buy right off the bat like 9 99 times out of 100 9 times out of 10 at least like they're probably not gonna buy but if you can get the contact information maybe put them on a remarketing list and then um, expose them again and again to your business to keep them uh, top of mind then they're going to be more likely to trust you and more likely to buy from you in the end. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I decided to do. Um, instead of just marketing to cold traffic exclusively, get people's contact information. And, uh, then basically I can get in touch with them whenever I want and, um, and start to build those relationships like nurture that traffic that I now owned in in the form of an email list. So I was building an email list, Uh, Building relationships with, you know, my customers and potential customers instead of, you know, trying to convert on just purely cold traffic Um, and, and, you know, that cold traffic just had no idea who I was or what I was trying to do with my business. Um, Now, obviously, there's still issues with that. It's uh, it's pretty difficult just to obtain an email address, Um, even though no money is being exchanged. There's still an exchange of value, right? Um, there's still a good amount of marketing and selling that has to be done even to convert, you know, something as low as like 10, 20% on a squeeze page. I've heard of people converting as high as like 80% on a squeeze page, which is just crazy to me. But, um, uh, you know, there's still a lot that goes into just converting 10, 20%. So, you know, I had to deal with that, but I, I was able to get over that by actually partnering with, uh, with Anthony through the PWA program and by using solo advertising. Um, when I think about getting email addresses, solo advertising just kind of makes sense because those people are already on an email list. They, they've already proven that they're willing to give up their email address in exchange for something of value. So when they're exposed to you know, a similar situation where you, you have a landing page, you have some lead magnet, some free asset that you're giving away um, in exchange for the email address. They're like, yeah, I've done this before. I guess I'll go ahead and do it again. And um, that that's what we did. We used a, a proven landing page that um, Anthony Morrison gives his students uh, to use basically as their own, um, sort of as a representative of the Morrison Publishing Company. And um, that page converted at Um, And I was testing a bunch of different pages. And I think overall, we were able to collect 22 email addresses overnight, like I, I, the ads started rolling in, uh, I think Friday night, or the clicks started rolling in Friday night. And uh, by Saturday morning, I had 22 new email addresses in my autoresponder and and the email sequence was already uh, getting sent out to them. So um, I thought those really cool. I mean, that's by far the best results that I've got um, in this whole email affiliate marketing business is, uh, I think, on my own, the max, I was able to get the, the greatest percentage, um, the gr- greatest percent conversion rate that I was able to get was like 15%. Um, and that was pretty fleeting. That was over like a, a small span of time, like a three-day span of time. Um, but on one page, that i I was testing with partner with anthony i was able to get a 40 percent conversion rate which was awesome um so basically what that means is that i'm now able to kind of focus more on the nurturing aspect like building relationships with the people who already know who i am um which is a much much easier sell than trying to convince you know some random people just grabbing someone off the street and saying hey you need to buy partner with anthony right like if they know who I am, if they're exposed to the podcast, if they're exposed to um, maybe my YouTube videos or just emails that I send out, then you know they're going to be more likely to trust me and more likely to uh, buy into whatever it is that I'm offering at the time. So you know we were able to find that success by partnering with someone who had already found success online, who was able to kind of take what they were doing and say, here you go, this is working, why don't you go ahead and try what's working for me? Uh, And and they developed that system to to share his his own success and and spread um, that success with others. And uh, at the same time, it does build his business. So it's kind of a win-win for everybody at the end of the day. Um, But really the biggest win for me, the biggest win for me was being able to simplify our advertising process by using Solo ads. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast and I've talked a little bit about using display advertising with uh, Google ads and the whole remarketing strategy, and like it's it's kind of it's not kind of a pain. It is a pain to do it. Um, I mean, at the at the moment, I don't have the cash flow to go and pay somebody to handle all the like Google advertising and uh, Facebook advertising. That needs to be done uh, for my business in the long run. Um, that is something that I intend to invest in in the future. but for the time being, solo ads are the simple solution. Um, I feel like it's relatively not not totally unknown but not I don't hear a whole lot of people talking about it. Um, most people are talking about Facebook ad Facebook advertising and uh, Google advertising. Which is obviously great, but if you're bootstrapping it in the very beginning, like I am, um, you know, I don't really want to spend the time trying to figure that out. When really, what I need to be focusing on is marketing. So, um, you know, th- this model works really well for me, and I and I feel like it works really well for email affiliate marketing in particular, just because those people coming from solo ads are sort of primed to already give away their email address. Um, and this idea, this concept of like partnering with an individual, um, that's something that I really want to carry with me into my own business uh, and sort of model. Um, as some of you might know, I'm in this 90-day uh, challenge where I'm trying to earn $36,000 in 90 days to buy a, a Toyota 4Runner for my wife. And um, we're promoting this network marketing opportunity called Our Network, and um just given the structure of that network marketing company and um how anthony has built his business using this like kind of partnering idea um i feel like i can kind of mesh the two and and see some pretty good success not just for myself but um for anyone who decides to join me uh, in my downline or um to buy the course and kind of move through that process with me um and if it all goes according to plan, like how I'm envisioning it, um, then the, the people that are in my downline should be able to enjoy the exact same success that I am and, and enable me to build my business at the same time. Um, and I, I I'm going to kind of flesh out that idea in, in more episodes because uh, I know that's kind of like a very broad statement, but um, that that's the idea. Like I want to merge this uh, info product network marketing idea with the concept of partnering with an individual instead of trying to do it all yourself. Um, but I want to be the um, sort of initiating partner, if that makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense, but um, hopefully in the end, that, that'll mean that basically anyone involved in my business will have the opportunity to learn from me and, and also expand his or her own business um, by building my business. And um, there's there's a book that I read a while back called uh, The Science of Getting Rich It's by Wallace Waddles, And he talks about being involved in various businesses and like the difference between being an employee and being basically self-employed or a business owner. And he said that the best businesses are the ones that enable um, basically everyone to climb to whatever heights. They want to um, as far as income is concerned. Um, They they don't really have any restrictions or caps on what the income potential could be. And and, and those opportunities are the ones where basically everyone involved in the business wins in some way. And and network marketing is obviously very conducive to that. Um, And if you're, you know, say on a W-2 or some kind of salary, then you're just inherently capped. You're, you're uh, capped by your salary, um, but with network marketing and, and with the our network opportunity in particular, that the cap is just kind of blown off. I mean, the more people you get, the more money you make. And I think there is a cap in like the number of people that you can have on your team. But it's something like ninety thousand uh, or eighty eight thousand five. I think it's eighty eight thousand five hundred and seventy two. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's around that. Um, but anyway, that's that's my uh, sort of plan with the our network opportunity and this idea that, you know, um, the funnels have to be perfect for purely cold traffic, which was a misconception that I picked up actually from the four hour work week, because in the book, Tim Ferriss made it sound like, oh, yeah, all you need is a sales page and some testimonials and like, um, you know, authority and and perceived expertise and all that. And people who just hit your page will automatically buy from you. And obviously that's not the case. Uh, Maybe that was the case in 2006 or 2007 when when the first edition of the book was published, but that's definitely not the case now. Um, So that um, follow-up and collecting someone's contact information so you can re-expose them to your brand and to you and to your product offering Uh, and keeping them top of mind is uh, just vitally, vitally important. Um, So that's uh, that's what I'm doing. So um, yeah, that's it for this episode, guys. Um, This has been Rainforest Marketing Radio. I'm Alex Hurt, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one.